From the I will to the I do, welcome to the Planning After the Proposal podcast. From the eyes of a creative photographer and filmmaker, I'm Lacey. And I'm Aaron James. We go behind the lens to give you an in-depth look at the details surrounding your upcoming wedding day. After they pop the question, the planning begins. We are here to help answer your questions, navigate your love story from florists to foodies, and have a little fun in between. Join us each week for tips and tricks, helpful how-tos, questions from past brides, and insights from other wedding vendors. From the question that starts it all to the honeymoon, we are your go-to for the latest scoop on your entire wedding process. Welcome back, everyone. Hey there. So excited to be back. We're talking light. Yeah, so a bunch of different angles on lighting. Your wedding is a big event and there's many micro events in the day. I call them events because it they kind of have their own placement. So your timeline and tips and just kind of just memoing some things that people don't really um, take into consideration or it's completely overthought. People don't realize the real impact of some of the, the photos that you may see um, either, you know, with us or if you have another photographer or just online in general, they have so many pictures that portray a certain vibe and a certain mood. So lighting is all about moods. Um, but more importantly, lighting is also about the ways in which you are lit to a camera or an electronic device or your eye. So your eye sees light. Most importantly, <laughs> it's all about how you want your wedding day to be portrayed. So some of the tips that we'll give you are kind of technical, but things to keep in mind when you're having your timeline uh, laid out, you're going that over. And, um, you know, if you're chatting with your photographer, those are the things that you kind of go over. Hey, I want to be able to have this type of vibe or I want this type of, you know. Look, yeah. I mean, everybody has a Pinterest board, not moment. Maybe not everybody, but everyone somewhere, like Aaron said, online, usually Pinterest. So I'm going to just go with that. Everybody has their their perfect Pinterest board that helps them with planning. It helps them create a full vision and vibe for their wedding day. So there, these tips are going to be crucial because lighting is the most important thing when, you're, when your pictures are being captured. So if for some reason you're, you know, you're looking at this wedding that was taken at three in the afternoon, just as an example, and you're scheduling your wedding, you know, because here in Louisiana, we tend to do Saturdays and night weddings almost always. So you might be looking at a wedding that was taken on a Sunday in Ohio, um, like for just a, a wedding brunch. We're having night weddings here. There's just ways that we, you know, will cover that will help to plan timeline wise and where certain Portions of your timeline will fall so that your photos can still have that beautiful, you know, lighting that you're you're idolizing in a sense for your wedding day. Uh, idolizing is that the right word? Part of, part of your vision, if you will. Right, right. Visioning that you're visioning for your day. Um, make sure that you can still have that later wedding, but then right at the perfect time with these you know tips and suggestions, so that you can still have it at that time, but amazing light. And if you want to uh, kind of get an idea, so depending on when your wedding is, how far out it is, you can actually look at a website. It's uh, sunrise-sunset.org. And you can put the location of your wedding and you can look at a timeline. So let's just say that it's in, uh, 
you know, the end of 2020, let's say it's mid 2021, it'll give you an idea of when your sunset's going to be. And that's another thing that you go over with your photographer to say, look, I want sunset cotton candy, uh, sky background. Now, obviously clouds come into, you know, that mix. And if it's raining that day, but ideally you will have the specific light and keep in mind, daylight savings time is coming up, uh, sorry, coming to an end. Yeah, like savings time is coming to an end. So you have to keep that in mind too, because a lot of times we forget that six o'clock in June is not six o'clock in November or December, January, February, so forth. So, you know, keep that in mind and you go from a sunset uh, day wedding to a evening or night wedding. So again, lighting plays into part of that too. Um, So also some tips if, if for some reason, you know, you're listening and you're realizing, wow, that's something that I never even thought to look up. What time does the sun set on that day? If you planned your wedding in June and your daylight saving time, savings time ends and your wedding becomes, your 630 wedding becomes pitch black um, if you're having an outdoor wedding, then we're going to give some tips on things that you can do. It kind of touches in on trends that are happening right now. If you're um, open to that, or if you have any kind of, uh, if you're willing to bend on on certain traditions, they, there are things that you can do. If you've already locked that in, you already have all the invitations, the ceremony time has been locked in with the venue. Um, so we're going to touch on those two so that if it's already too late at this point, to make any changes because things have already been made official and sent out, we'll be able to help you with that. Yeah. One, one thing that I, that I love is um, if you're doing a first look, the beautiful thing about that is you have some wiggle room on when you're actually going to be able to get the most perfect light. So if you're doing a first look uh, with the bride or groom um, and it's a night wedding, you can kind of push that up. And, and play with that right. a little bit. And that would be a trend, obviously, right now that's really, really popular. Some people um, are more willing to break tradition. So if you if that is something that seems, you know, it, and the tradition part is just we've known it to be away our, our whole lives. So it seems crazy to kind of go away from that. However, just to touch on that trend, um, since we're talking about that right now, um, there really is is beauty in in both ways. So people, I feel like people who are stuck on tradition just see it as that does that's not the way it's supposed to be done. It doesn't really make sense. Just to kind of explain from having seen both perspectives, the first look, it isn't so much, a, it is breaking tradition, but it has its own special purpose that I think walking down the aisle and being seen for the first time that way doesn't offer to you. So it really allows you, in my opinion, to get a little bit more of that. It's intimate. You're right. The two of you, um, that moment you share together and Mm -hmm. you can actually, you know, hold, you know, potentially, um, you, you have those, it's not like getting uh, to the end and having to immediately start doing something that you're expected to do at the, you know, at your ceremony, you have a moment to kind of giggle, laugh, cry. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes there's a lot more tears, uh, than you expect. And, and you can have that rush of emotion, um, and, you know, really share that together, um, and, and share some of those feelings, which is, which is really cool. 
Um, another thing, if you were very hell bent on um, not seeing each other, is uh, the around the corner. First uh, touch. First Love touch. It. So you don't see each other, right? But um, you extend hands, link hands at some point. The cool thing is, as photographers, we can see on the other side of the wall, right? Yes. We can see both of you in that light that you may want, right, for that specific um, instance. We can see both of you. Neither one of you can see each other, but you still get those pictures and potentially that light that you're that you're looking for. Um, so, again, like I said, kind of modifying the the rules a little bit, yeah, but still getting, here. yeah, still getting that uh, that look or, or that ambience that you're that you're hoping desire. Yeah, it's like you know, you move your timeline, you adjust it just a little bit so that you're getting those shots or an altered version of those shots while it is while while it's opportune lighting wise. So another thing that you can do if you decide that you don't want to do a first touch or a first look is, you know, the bride gets dressed with her bridesmaids and the groom gets dressed with his groomsmen. Obviously we capture those candid moments and and usually all photographers do, but we capture those candid moments that, uh, you know, of interactions while y'all are getting ready instead of, and this also not only helps with lighting, but it also saves time too, because after the ceremony, Bride, you know, bride and groom's always hungry. They always have a lot of people to go and hug and say thanks and, you know, talk with and chat with. They have a lot of things to do when it comes to the photography list of what they're expecting, what they're wanting and what we're, where we're needing them to be. So you can chisel away at some of those things like the group, you know, without even seeing each other, the groom can take those official photos with his groomsmen. Um, the bride can take those official photos with her bridesmaids. And for example, I'm just going to mention a local, um, to us, we were in Lafayette, Louisiana, um, venue. So Le Barn Rouge, it gets really, really dark out there when it's dark, there's not a ton of extra lighting. So if you decided to take those outside after the ceremony, they would look a lot different than if we took the bride and her bridesmaids out to the ceremony site and took pictures during the day. That would still allow us to get those group shots, most of them out of the way and during that amazing lighting. Uh, Obviously, if you have the sneak, that would be a perfect time at that venue, you know, not just specifically, but while I'm touching on that venue, it would be a perfect time to do the first look and then we'd get those group shots afterwards. Bride with her bridesmaids, Groom, groomsmen, and then everybody together will have already done the first look style. So it kind of, you know, posing is more like an engagement session, close and intimate, but obviously in your tux, your suit, um, or your wedding dress. And one other thing I wanted to, to touch on, this was something that kind of stuck with me um, when the, one of the last first looks that we did. Um, it was them, the bride and groom saying specifically that really calmed my nerves and I could understand or maybe not understand, but I could help grasp the actual wedding portion because it calmed my nerves enough to remember what what it was like walking down the aisle and everything like that, because it kind of took away some of the unknown right. on the actual ceremony part. Um, because most, most folks that get married, it's kind of the same thing. Oh my gosh, it went so fast. What happened? Yes. It's an emotional surge. Yeah. And sometimes, even though it's a great moment, um, obviously you would want to remember every second, the way that the, you know, the air smelled, the way that the temperature felt on your skin, the 
first look, everything, sometimes as humans, we go into that fight or flight, even though it's not anything that's traumatic. It's just a surge that we normally don't have. So, you know, having it done like that, you are totally right. Um, It allows your nerves to be calm enough that you can, all that surge passed and you can take that every second of the ceremony in and store it as a memory. And, you know, the other big thing is a lot of folks that want to do photos at various times, they don't realize how much time that actually takes um, during the reception part. So, you know, doing the cake pictures, the traditional cake pictures, the family pictures behind the cake, things like that, you know, that, that stuff is super important. Now, we also see that trend kind of shifting a little bit to doing them ahead of time, which right. then frees you up on the reception part. Again, doing them ahead of time, you've got the, the difference in light. Because typically in, in the South, we, we have more night weddings than we do day weddings. Um, Almost more, everyone, yeah, basically. More of the Northern style is during the day, uh, Sunday weddings, weddings during the week. Um, and they're during the day, like, you know, potentially three o'clock um, is like ceremony time versus in the South, it's more six, seven, yeah. things like that. So, you know, that difference in, in how you structure your day um, is part of one thing that we go over on our timeline with you as, okay, what is it that's your vision? And, and that's, you know, we keep kind of going back to vision, but right. your ultimate goal for your, when, you know, when you step back and you have these pictures for the rest of your life, what do you want those pictures to portray? You know, do they need to have a warm feeling? You know, is it, is it more of a stylized feeling? So that way we can help, you know, kind of go around that vision exactly and how we structure everything yeah like a simple you know restructure of what you think the timeline is usually because not every wedding should have the same timeline and you know that's kind of where we brought in to you know to play these trends because the the trends alter the timeline but sometimes for the absolute best Um, we're not pushing change it you know don't be traditional this is just if you were on the fence and if you wanted to know more um you know we all we all think this is what we're supposed to do so why is everybody else doing it so differently um it's simple what works best for you and then this is what it traditionally traditionally that's a funny word traditionally looks like typically looks like when you do it a little bit different and incorporate some of those trends. Um, so yeah, there, there's just a ton of different things where it affects lighting. All of the to-do list that you typically would have at the reception is cut down very to very, very minimal amount of time that we're going to need, need you. Like if we've already done group shots, we already, you know, sometimes we have family there. We have, um, you know, it's, it's a wedding day. So usually the people that are on the list for family pictures are typically already there either helping or standing by to help. So just a quick example of a timeline would be we set the first look to be earlier in the day. The ceremony's at 6.30. The first look was at 3.30 or 4 o'clock. So we did the first look. We left that as a bride and groom intimate moment. We captured that like flies on the wall. They had their own moment. They got through all those emotions. They got to have that special, special moment. After all that was done, we brought all the bridesmaids and all the groomsmen. We did brides with their bridesmaids, grooms with their groomsmen, and then the whole groups together. 
after that's done, they kind of just hang out and, you know, usually cut up a little bit um, behind us. And then we start bringing in parents because they are typically already there. So we might have already, we might have done a, you know, a first look with dad next instead of them saying, you know, bring mom and dad in for their picture. It might be where we set up dad and we do another first look with the bride and her father. After that's done and we capture those candid moments of their reactions, then we would bring mom in and we do bride, groom, mom and dad. Uh, mom and dad of bride, then mom and dad of groom. Then if there's any grandparents there, we can basically go through all of that and in the right place in your venue. And and it's going to be amazing, amazing light. And then guess what? When the reception comes, you get to eat and you get to dance. And when the DJ says, okay, bouquet and garter toss, you know what I'm saying? That's something where we're already standing by and ready. It's not something that's extra that we have to pull you aside for and say, hey, do you want to go get this photo? And where do you want to do it? Do you want to do it behind the cake? Because that's another thing. Sometimes people are short. Like I'm very short. There's been a lot of brides, you know, even some grooms that are shorter. And the cake is so beautiful and massive, but we have to alter the angles that we take the picture because we can't see you know, you don't, it's your wedding day. You want to be very close in all the photos, you know, body on body. Um, but when there's a massive cake, you know, people think symmetry wise, let's be in the middle, but we have to angle everything completely different. So sometimes having those pictures taken without the big massive cake in the front of everybody, it really brings just another level uh, you know, to your, like a, a look to your photos. It becomes more stylized right. and, and something that's more unique. Um, and, and again, everybody wants the, the cake pictures. Um, and the beautiful thing is you can have both, you know, we go over right. it, we make sure that it's something that, you know, makes sense for your day. Um, and, and I know we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the, the wedding day tips and stuff, um, that, that we talk with each, uh, each one of our, our clients, but yeah, most like importantly, yeah, it, most importantly, you know, we're here to help make sure that we capture what your vision is and the more dialogue we have, the more um, insight that we can give you. That's kind of the purpose here and, and making sure that you have the tools that you need to, you know, make it everything you want it to be. Right. And if you want both, that's something where, um, it's kind of like a better safe than sorry thing. If you don't really know how you're going to feel, it's better to have taken them during the day and then say you're going to get some more at the reception. And if you decide, we definitely, I'll, you know, we give some, we, we show small sneaks on our camera of how the photos are coming out. So you have an idea, um, you know, you know what your photos are looking like. It also gives us a minute to, if we are wondering or we want to reconfirm that you like the way that we're capturing that certain moment, it might be where you expect it to be full background with you in the center. We might have one angle where it's completely zoomed in. So we like to know which ones do you, which angles do you like better and what focal lengths that you like. Um, so we show throughout, you know, just small sneaks, not, not very often, maybe five to six times throughout the whole day. So if you decide later on that, you know, the reception's here, we already got a bunch of amazing photos and you know that and you feel comfortable with that and you're ready to just eat and dance, then you can say, hey, look, we got what we needed earlier. Um, the only, you know, the only person that wasn't here was, you know, Mama Betty. Um, so let's just get one of her in front of the cake, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go make sure she's not eating right now. Um, 
and she, you know, she might not walk very well. It could, there's a bunch of different scenarios where, you know, she might need assistance. So they might want to do it at the right time. And then that's where, as a photographer, we make a memo and we make sure that that doesn't get, you know, overlooked or forgotten about because there is a lot of moving parts to the reception as well as the whole wedding day. And it kind of limits the, uh, the DJ call out. Aunt Sally, we need it to the cake table. <laughs> Uncle Pistachio, because oh that's what gosh. he goes by, because he loves pistachios, right? So that's it, it kind of cuts down the. Aaron uh, also likes the word pistachio, so he's. I gonna, do that and Francisco. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if you have one of those at your wedding, we're going to be best friends. Oh gosh! But no, it, it cuts down on the on the DJ callouts, and um, you know, it's like you're in the middle of a sweet song, and the DJ comes on, and, and it's like a, you know a bullhorn trying to get these people and. You know, they're, they're in the back, they're, they're hanging out. They don't even, they're not even paying attention. They're, you know, they're like in the food line they're like, all right, maybe they won't notice. I'm, I'm trying to grab some food real quick. And, and it just kind of cuts down on, on that too. Um, and that's why we, as part of our process, we ask for, uh, an individual that's kind of responsible for, uh, wrangling up those folks to make sure yeah, that somebody. during those pictures, we have everybody that we need, uh, as opposed to, you know, Going to going to find them and look right. for them. Somebody who knows faces to names, because like I tell everyone all the time, I'm like I don't know what your uncle looks like. You can tell me. You can write me a list of ten different shots you want with the names of the people that are going to be in them. But because I don't know what their face looks like, the list is virtually impossible for me to figure out who out of the hundred and fifty to three hundred guests it is that that you know that I need for that photo. Um, but, you know, just to kind of recap, I just want to make sure, because we do talk a lot, um, I want to make sure that we touched on everything. So we touched on, if you haven't already locked in times and dates, and it's not too late to change it, what you should consider. Um, if you already have locked those times and dates in, and it's too late to change those, then you know, maybe some trends that would work for you to still be able to get those photos. And I think um, we really need to touch on if it's too late and you don't want to, you know, the trends might not be something that is even an option for you. So if that's the case, you know, your photographer, you know, if you have us, I can't speak for everyone, but if you have us, usually all of them will be able to um, bring in some type of external lighting, external light source. Exactly. Sorry. It sounded funny. Um, You know, they should be equipped with taking on that situation as part of the external source. It's a flash. So uh, we we've heard, you know, part of some uh, couples vision is not having any of those flashes go off that, you know, potentially can be an issue. And that's the conversation you needed to have around your timeline too. Yes, because it gives a different look completely. But in that specific, in, in that situation, there is no other option um, at all. So if that is the case, then just be mindful that the photos that you're looking at on Pinterest, like I kind of covered earlier, could be taken way earlier in the day. This is why, you know, that conversation with your photographer is very, very important. So people think, okay, talk to my photographer. I booked her. We're good to go. There's so much more that needs to be discussed so that you have, you know, the right, when you're finished, when you're finished that conversation, you're put in the right direction on scheduling it like locking in ceremony times and, you know, the photographer should have a big role in recommendations and you should be asking them for tips on the overall scheduling of the entire timeline. 
So that's about it. I mean, there's going to be some other things um, that we're going to cover in next week's episode that will kind of dig more into um, getting ready. So different portions of the timeline and other things that can assist in good lighting situations as far as color, the colors of walls, the colors of ceilings, so that, you know, the overall look of your photos are going to be absolutely amazing. Everything will stay in line as far as vision and vibe. And, you know, when you're selecting that bed and breakfast or when you're selecting that hotel, you're going to be able to know exactly what to avoid and what things may elevate your photos, the overall look of your day and help you accomplish your overall vision. I love that. So I'm so excited to be able to share some of those tips and tricks for your vision and how you can hopefully implement those into your day. And most importantly, get what you want out of your vision. And we will see you again next week.